That was Alan Klein and Debbie Briding. First song in a long time I've had to look up the definition of words for while you're singing. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> Two scriptures today, even though this is Easter and we know the story of Jesus' resurrection. First is from Colossians, the third chapter, the first few verses. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. And from the Gospel of John today, we take our lesson on Jesus' resurrection. We read from the 20th chapter, the first 18 verses. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, but we don't know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first, went in and saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary, Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. She wept and she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. And when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. 
Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So here we are. Easter Sunday, 2020. No brass band. No string quartet. No 30-voice choir. No children's parade. No Easter egg hunt. Heck, in my house, not even ham this afternoon for lunch. It's Easter. Whoopee. It fits, doesn't it, that one might say, whoopee. After having been at home by ourselves or with only with our loved ones for weeks on end, have you watched the news lately? There's nothing good. And I probably can't watch another episode of Pawn Stars, American Pickers, or Family Feud. It is a difficult time, to say the least. And the isolation and loneliness which we face right now perhaps has skewed my perspective on today's text. But this resurrection story in John is much different than the others. And I'm not sure I appreciated how much until just recently. The story in the three Gospels has many women going together to the tomb. Now it names different women as they go. But regardless, John is the only text where there is only one. In John's version, Magdala goes alone. And what's even worse, she starts out early in the morning when it's still dark. It was then, as it is now, dangerous for women to be out alone in the dark. Especially a follower of some radical, crazy rabbi who had just been put to death. And still she goes alone. She goes alone to the tomb where she discovers her worst nightmare has come true. The stone is rolled away. Which undoubtedly means someone has stolen Jesus' body. Stolen it perhaps for profit or to make the point that he wasn't much of a leader anyway. 
You can't venerate an empty tomb. And Mary stands dumbfounded at facing her worst nightmare alone, and so she doesn't. Do you sit in your houses now and say to yourselves, how can I get out of this place? Who can I call to share in my loneliness and sadness? I need to tell someone what's going on. I just need to talk to someone. We as human beings are designed to be in relationship. And it's not working lately very well. When we face crisis, we want to tell somebody. We want to be around somebody. And so Mary, when she sees an empty tomb, her worst nightmare come true, runs to share her woe. with Peter and the disciple whom Jesus loved. And they get up immediately to run and see if this crazy, grief-stricken woman is telling them the truth. Surely she must be mistaken. Surely nobody could have taken the body of their Lord. Now, there is an interesting interpretation of this middle section of this text. Esther DeBoer, who is a wonderfully internationally known biblical scholar, takes this piece and turns it on its head. Because if you read the text carefully, it says that Magnola goes to Peter and the disciple whom Jesus loves. And then it says that Peter and the other disciple run to the tomb. Debor suggests that the other disciple is actually Mary Magdalene, not John, as tradition assumes. Fascinating stuff. So she suggests that the two that are at the tomb are actually Peter and Magdala. And Magdala doesn't go in first because she's already been there. She's already seen what happened. And Peter gets there and he goes in first and he sees that the grave claws are still there. And he goes, I know it. Nobody has stolen this body. Robbers do not take the time to unwrap a body before they carry it away. They would have taken the clothes with them. The body can't be stolen. Something else must be going on. And the text says, finally the other disciple goes into the tomb. And if Deborah is right, it says, she saw and believed. It does make sense 
because Magdala is ultimately the one who carries the tale to everyone else. The other thing that this explains is the second time in this text when Magdala ends up alone because here's what happens. Once Peter sees that the grave cloths are still there and the body can't possibly be stolen and once the other disciple sees and believes, the text says very clearly, the disciples returned home to their homes. It's Easter, whoopee. They have just witnessed the most magnificent, incredible, unexplainable, fantastic, world-changing event in the history of humankind. And they went home. Except for Magnola, now who is still at the tomb, alone again. And it strikes me that there's something important about her being alone. She comes to the tomb alone. She stands at the tomb alone. And in that place is where she finds revelation. By herself, weeping with the grief of knowing that her Lord has died, in utter despair, facing agony like she never has before, she engages in what can only be described as an odd conversation with the risen Christ. Mary is at the tomb weeping and she encounters the one that we as readers know is Jesus, but she doesn't recognize him. In fact, oddly, she thinks he's the gardener. Now, we don't know why she thinks that. Is she so grief-stricken she can't see? Are the spiritual eyes of her heart not open to know? Is there something different about the form in which Jesus has taken that causes her to not realize who he is at that time? Who knows? But they have this small interaction. Gardener and woman. And Jesus then speaks her name. Jesus doesn't turn to her and say, Hey, you. Jesus doesn't say, Oh, disciple. Jesus says, Mary, her name, the name her mama gave her. 
And she in turn responds by saying, Dear beloved teacher, the one at whose feet I have studied and learned all that I need to know to participate in the kingdom of God. When Jesus and Mary acknowledge the intimate, personal, important relationship that they have with one another, then her eyes are opened. And her world changes. Bishop Robert Barron is with World on Fire Catholic Ministries. And as I have been reading intensely during the course of the week to find something to tell you, because I knew Easter was coming, whoopee, I found this. At the very heart of Christian faith is the conviction that the Father sent the Son into our human condition, which means into matter, finitude, sickness, and fear. The downward journey of the Son of God, even to the very limits of God-forsakenness, is the richest possible expression of God's solidarity with every one of us who suffers. Into the dark corners of our human experience, God's mercy has come. See, on Easter morning, God's mercy becomes apparent to Magdalene when she realizes the intimacy of the relationship that she has with Jesus, the intimacy of the relationship that Jesus has with the Father, and that she can then have with the Father. Her crisis is turned into revelation. Her sorrow is turned into joy. Her old, sad, sorrowful life is turned new because she knows that the relationship she has with God means that God will never forsake her. Jane talked earlier about the holy work she's given the children. She sent them packages home, packets like they get at school. Said, do your holy work. Some of them have done it and some of them haven't. I suspect just like the packets that they get at school. But one of the things they were asked to do was color a flat Jesus. You know, flat Jesus is, you take flat Jesus and you get your picture taken with flat Jesus Usually you get your picture taken with flat Jesus like when you go to the Grand Canyon, you know, or you go to the doctor's office or you go to your class. Well, they're not doing any of that stuff. So they get their picture taken like with flat Jesus at, you know, their bedroom and then their living room and then their swing set because they're at home. But the point of flat Jesus is Jesus goes with you everywhere.
Jesus is always with us. I suspect that at the very moment when Jesus spoke Mary's name, it became apparent to her that God in Christ would always be with her. And it propelled her to become the apostle to the apostles, the one who took the word of the resurrected Jesus to the others so that they might take it to the world. She saw and knew the Lord, went out and said, I have seen him. This is Easter. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Whoopee.